I'm so thankful that when Jesus died that the veil of the temple was rent from top to bottom, that it opened up a, a life gate for you and I. We can go directly to our Father in heaven. Through Jesus Christ, he made it all possible. I am thankful for my freedom, but I'm also thankful for Jesus who gave me my freedom in Christ. If you have your Bibles, I'm sorry I didn't get around to getting it through there today to get it uh, this week to get it in the bulletin. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. I've told you before, a lot of times on Sunday evening, I get home, I start trying to pray and think about what's next Sunday. Because they seem like they come back to back, <laughs> they almost do. And sometimes I get caught short, especially this week, vacation time, and uh, not me, but Miss Janie was on vacation and uh, did the bulletin early, and uh, I just fell through the crack. Fire him if you'd like. You really can't fire a volunteer, you just have to quit. <clears throat> Ecclesiastes chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. <clears throat> this is the words of the preacher who was the son of David, who was the king in uh, Jerusalem. Vanity of vanities, saith the preacher, vanity of vanities, all is vanity. What profit hath a man of all his labor, which he taketh under the sun? One generation passeth away, and another generation cometh, but the earth abideth forever. The sun also ariseth, and the sun goeth down, and hasteneth to his, to his place where he arose. The wind goeth toward the south, and turneth about unto the north. It whirleth about continually, and the wind returneth again according to its circuits. All the rivers run into the sea, yet the sea is not full. Unto the place from whence the rivers come, thither they return again. All things are full of labor. Man cannot utter it. The eye is not satisfied with seeing, nor the ear filled with hearing. The, one, the, the thing that hath been, it is that which shall be. And that which is done is that which shall be done. And there is no new thing under the sun. Father, thank you for your holy word. And Lord, sometimes it's hard to figure out exactly what you were trying to say here through the writer. But Lord, we thank you that uh, the things that are mentioned are still going on today. Lord, I pray that you just speak to our hearts now in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Uh, <clears throat> in preparing for this uh, sermon, I don't know that I've ever preached on this before, but uh, no new thing. Um, you know, we, we all time finding things uh, that, or I do, that I've never seen before. I'm an antique junk collector. Mostly, is, uh, the last word Lynn says is junk. And uh, this week, uh, Josh wasn't fussy, but he said, what are you going to do with all this stuff? I said, well, I walk through and take inventory every once in a while and discover something I'd forgot I had. I said, it's going to be your and Caleb's. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't have to get rid of it. How? <laughs> Just look at the stuff, you know. And Arden, he's, uh, he's nine now, but he went with about five, stood in the, 
in the garage there one day and he put his little hands on his hips and he looked around and he says, Granddaddy, what are you going to do with all this stuff? I said, I'm leaving it to you and your daddy and your Uncle Josh and Brody and, and Brenton. Brenton, I'm leaving it all to y'all. You can do what you want to with it. He didn't say nothing else. I, don't want to, I wonder what he thought at five years old. But what are you going to do with all this stuff? Where, where, where is time taking us? Uh, you know, this, gosh, half of the year is gone, y'all. Already. I mean, here we are, the 7th of July. Um, I'm wondering, where, where, where is life taking us? I think about travel. You know, if, if, you have, if, if we have enough money, we can go anywhere we want to. Anywhere. Cage just got back from a whole worldwide tour. He said, I think he was home four days in June. He's moving out. But, you know, we can go anywhere we want to go if we got the money. We can see anything that God's created in this world if we've got the money, and we can buy anything we want if we got the money. Uh, you know, I praise God for last Sunday's offering that uh, I think is a little over 2,000 we got last Sunday just for the, the whales. Now, we done blowed the, the two whales out of the water. I don't know. Uh, what the total amount was, how far we are above two whales, but uh, I praise God for Mac and Sandra who had this vision of of going and, and sending money to there to these missionaries that, that don't have fresh water, that can have water, and the, how the kids got so excited. And, and our, our three grands that live in... Uh, uh, Simpsonville on the way home from Bible school they would were, they were say Mimi you think we're going to get enough money to dig the well and then when they, they did oh they were so uh, excited but I think about uh, travel and I also think about time man alive where does time go 24 hours a day every one of us got uh, every one of us got 7 days a week <laughs> and most months it got 4 sometimes got 5 weeks and got 12 months 365 days in a year. And what, where, what is time? You know, we, we look at watches. Some of you done looked at it since it started. <laughs> Mash that little old button and the time pops up. I don't know what happened this week. Um, I usually get up by my clock. Sometimes I wake up before it does. Uh, but this one particular morning, it went off. Well, I got up and did what I normally do, and I'm getting dressed, and Lynn said, what are you doing? I said, I'm getting dressed. She said, you know what time it is? I said, yeah, it's 6.30. She said, no, it's not. It's 5.30. I said, well, my clock says 6.30, and while I looked at my cell phone, it was 5.30. No, I didn't unchange my clothes and go back to bed. I just went right over my day. I had an hour ahead of time. Would you, would you believe I lost that hour somewhere? I mean, I lost it. I, did. I don't know where it went. It was gone before I know it. It's over in the evening. But we, you know, we look at our watches. We look at our calendars. We look at our cell phones. And yet, we can't slow time down. We can stop the pendulum from swinging. But we can't stop time. 
Then I think about testing also. I don't, I don't really travel in time, but testing. You know, it seems like we, we're in, under a, a cloud of testing. Uh, I mean, the devil, I mean, he's real. And, and, and seriously, y'all, when I'm, when I'm working and trying to prepare a, a sermon, uh, it, it, it just won't come and it's this struggle. I'm thinking, Lord, why does this have to be such a struggle? I, I've given myself to you. I'm going to preach your word. And all I'm asking you to do is show me which way to go. And somebody said, well, just reach back in there and get one of them old ones. Well, let me tell you something. They don't always work. In fact, I look at some of those old ones, those of you from Earl's Grove, and I'm thinking, they sit and listen to that. <laughs> ah, what was you thinking? <laughs> but time has a way of just, just carrying us away. And, uh, you know, hey, uh, but I praise God, you know, for, for 72 and a half years. It's amazing me. I think back, golly, where is, where is time gone? Um, but there's several things we do, and I want to give them to you. There's several things we do, and they're very simple. If you're writing, it's just most all of them start with an L, so uh, we won't be too deep there. Uh, first of all, uh, the one thing that we do, we listen. We listen. Uh, you know, I, I think of this writer here, old Solomon. They, they, some of them don't agree that Solomon um, penned the words to Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes but I, I think he did. He was a wise bird. And, uh, you know, he, he, he says, what, what profit hath a man He works all his life and then leaves it for somebody else? What, what good is that? He said, it's just vanity. It's just, it's just useless, you know. We work and we run and we go and we, we hustle and, and we wear ourselves out. And, and we go to bed tired and we wake up tired and we're thinking, man, I need a pill I need something. I had one of my black preacher brothers said, how you get around and do all you do like you do and keep on going? I said, I take a hot rod pill every morning. He said, well, tell me what it is because I need one. <laughs> I was just joking him. <laughs> but he wanted one of those pills. But we listen to different languages. Uh, you know, is that thing cutting up? Sounds like it's backfiring. I guess not. Languages. You know, when I was growing up, there was just the English language. I didn't hear no foreign language and, and all of this. And now you, you, you buy something, it's almost it. Spanish is before English. And you, you try to figure out which way to go. And you get these books. You get these books, and, and on the front, you can't read a word. You've got to turn the book over, and then the Americans on, the, on this way, and they meet in the middle. Well, hey, the, the meeting in the middle is over with. They are here. There's all manner of languages. And you know, I'm thinking sometimes we go in a, a department store and you see a, a, a crowd moving along and they just a gibbering and a jabbering. You don't have a clue what they're saying and they'll laugh. It makes me just want to laugh and, and rattle something off. But I'm thinking, hey, they probably know English better than I do. You know, they, it's, it's, we listen and we hear uh, all this stuff. And you know, our listening and our language affects our relationships. Our relationships, okay? What, what about a husband and a wife? Their relationship depends on their language a lot of times. Men, I'm going to tell you something. I've been married uh, almost for, uh, 49 years come September. And sometime, and you can tell her if you want to, I know you are, it's okay. Sometime 
we say the wrong thing and we don't mean it that way. But it's already come out. And, well, what'd you say that for? Well, if I'd have not said nothing, you say that you're gonna have nothing to say? It's a relationship. Our language, our body language, our hearing language, our eyeball language. And you know, I used to aggravate my sister and I told her many times since I'm so sorry that I wasn't a good brother. She, oh, you was too? I said, no, I wouldn't. I'd stare at her. I'd just stare at her. And she'd say, quit looking at me. And, and several times after saying that, she'd say, daddy, tell him to quit looking at me. Well, I'd go peeping, you know. But language, it's not necessarily what we say is sometimes the way we act. So husband and wife, relations there. It also spills over into uh, the parents and the children's language, okay? How they communicate and, and how they get along. And, and it's amazing to me. I'll make a, a decision and Lynn will say, well, have you talked to the boys? No. But to satisfy you, I will. And then when I talk to them and tell them what's going, Daddy, you, you don't have to do that. That's yours. You do what you want to with it. But then there's your grandmother saying, what you gonna do with all this stuff? <laughs> you, and then, hey, and the language goes into the grandkids. Language goes to work. Between the employer and the employee, it goes to work. And you know, I, hey, Brother Steve's here and there's many others in construction, but uh, you know, you go to work with somebody who's had a bad night, and I'm gonna tell you, it makes it rough on everybody. It don't, take but one, it don't take but one monkey to mess up the whole show. It takes one rotten tater to mess up the whole bag. And you know at the house, if there's a, if there's a rotten tater or a rotten onion, <laughs> you got to pilfer through and pull out the good ones until you get down to where the booger is, and then you just can't wait to get it out of the house, but that smell's still there. It's a relationship. We listen. But a lot of times, now listen, y'all, I've learned this. When she's talking, I need to look at her. Hello? Y'all sitting there awful quiet and gouging and a punching. Got to twitch all of a sudden, just twitching. Don't you just love it when you walk up to somebody and you say, how you doing? They're looking way off over yonder somewhere. You know what I've learned to do? When they look at way off over, I get way, way around over here and look back at them. You know, hey, here I am right here. <laughs> You're looking way off up yonder. It has to do with language. It has to do with listening. So these things that we do in this everyday life, and, and old Solomon said, hey, it's just a bunch of junk. But I'm going to tell you something, without some of this junk, we don't get to where we want to go. So we need to be listening. We also need to be looking. And I think, man, what a beautiful world coming to church. We top the hill over on 24, and you can see about three layers of mountains. And, and it's about every Sunday. Lynn said, I want you to just look at the mountains. And then see, we've been up there so many times. I, I can, in my mind, I can just go over there. And I love the water. I love to watch the rivers grow. And it's amazing. See, he, old Solomon says all these rivers and all these streams feed into the ocean. Yet the ocean is not running over. 
We go down and we look. I mean, I stand there in the ocean and just look. And the waves just constantly coming, just constantly coming over and over. And then the tide comes in and the tide goes out. And the moon's doing what it's supposed to do. And the stars are shining when they're supposed to. And he said the sun comes up and the sun goes down. The wind blows and when the wind blows. The Bible says you don't know where the wind's coming from or where it's going. And so is the Spirit of God. He arranged all this stuff. And all we got to do is do what he asked us. I love to look. I love to listen. But also, we need to love, y'all. Bible says love one another. So I can't love that person. You don't know what they've done to me. The Bible says we love our enemies. Pray for those who despitefully use us. Oh, man, I don't have time to go into driving and parking. I just don't have time. I mean, I've learned back off and let them have their way. Just back off. Let them have their way. It's okay. I mean, what's a few seconds? I mean, I've wa- I watch drivers. You know, you got three cars coming this way and one coming that way and one sitting here trying to get out and he's looking this way and that. I mean, whoo, right out in front of him and then slow down. Makes me want to be in my big old van with a big old tar on the front and just get up and pump and push you right on down the road. <laughs> That's not right attitude, Rusty. <laughs> I said me. <laughs> I know. But Solomon said, all this is just vanity. It's useless. You know, too, we need to pray for those, the families of those seven people killed on interstate. You know, you get on the interstate, some of the signs say 60, some say 70, but if you ain't running 80 or 90, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get hurt. Well, another thing, and you've already done it, I love to laugh. I love to just laugh at myself. Just laugh at myself, you know. I lay something down right there in plain view. Go do something else, come back. Now, what did I do with that? And walk all over it. <laughs> well, there it is right there where you laid it. Nobody else is messing with it. You just laugh. I'm going to tell you something about laughing. Listen to me. Laughing will take away stress. And less stress, lower blood pressure. Least chance of having a heart attack. Least chance of having a stroke. Hey, if you, you can't laugh at somebody, laugh at yourself. You know, just laugh. Um, we're trying to make a family portrait. Can you smile? Can you show your teeth? I mean, do something. Make it look active. I love to laugh, and I, as I laugh at myself sometimes. But another thing we do, we learn. I'm going to tell you what I, in my older years, I love to still learn and learn from others, okay? Step back. You think you know everything? Step back and see how they do it and say, man, I hadn't thought of it. I like that way. I like doing it the way you do it. It's okay, but you know why we can't do it? Pride gets in the way, and we won't allow it to happen. You know, we're teachers, First teachers that children see and hear is, is the mama and the daddy. They're teachers. 
So I, I love to learn. And the Bible talks about teaching each other, sharing what we know. If we don't, that, what's that next generation going to do? What's he say? One generation comes and another goes. You know, I, I only had one grandmother as far as a grandparent. The rest of them had done gone. All right? So, uh, you know, I have, that's that generation. And then my mom and daddy and then me and then my boys and my grandboys. But one comes and another leaves. This morning talking to my, the only uncle and aunt that I have left now over in Pierstown. He'll be 90 this Thursday. She turned 90 in April. And Lord willing, he... He don't know we're coming, or he don't supposed to know. We're going over Thursday evening, and we're going to take them out to eat, and we're going to have a big time. But this morning, he said, do you remember uh, 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 the, the Jasper uh, Hawthorne? I said, yes, sir, I remember. He said, well, let me tell you, we got invited to a reunion this weekend of the, of the um, Hawthorns, and said they gave me an original picture of my great, great, great uncle Jasper Hawthorne, original. And he said, I gave you a newspaper clip. I said, yes, sir, I got it. And it'd be my great, 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 great uncle Jasper Hawthorne fought in the Civil War, was killed in Virginia and is buried in Virginia. And the picture they gave me of him, he had two musket rifles right here and three pistols in his belt, big old beard and long hair. And I told my uncle, I said, I would love to just be able to go to his grave. He said, well, you know how it was then. He probably just dug a hole and threw him in and covered him up. But there's a picture of a great, 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 great uncle Jasper Hawthorne. Um, that fought in the Civil War. And, you know, we learn and, and we live and that one generation comes and, and then another one passes on. But we also, uh, another thing we do, we need to lean on one another. Some people think, well, I don't need you. I don't need nobody. Yes, you do. You need somebody. I don't care if you buy yourself. You need somebody. And that somebody, if you don't have anybody, you need to have Jesus. If you don't, listen to me, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, there's a place called hell. And if you die without him, that's where you're going. I don't care how good of a daddy, granddaddy, uncle, aunt, grandma, grandpa, I don't care how good they are. There's a place called hell if people don't get saved. Because one generation comes and another passes away. And all my generations before me are gone, okay? They're gone except for my uncle and aunt. And I am next in line. I'm the next oldest in our family, okay? I'm the next oldest. So I'm subject to blow out of here just any time. <laughs> I mean, the sun comes and the sun goes. But I'm going one day. It's, hey, I've told you before, I don't want to have a mild heart attack. You can fix that. I don't want to go through the pain. I want to have a major blowout. You know, when your tar blows out, I mean major blowout, you can't fix it. It's over with. So, you know, if I'm going to go, I want it to be a major blowout. So it's, it's done dealing over with, bypass all the hospitals and all the doctors and all the youngins coming to the hospital and everybody moving around the bed. And I'm thinking, man, a lie. I ain't no ball game. Everybody standing there just looking, you know. You think he's going to be all right? Don't talk loud. He'll hear you. What's the secret? Tell the boy that you're going to die in a few hours. We just come here to tell you bye. 
you know, poor old Job. Bible said he had three friends. <laughs> they wasn't worth a squat. I mean, they just come in there and just sat there and looked at him. Just stared at him. And then all, one of them had the gall to say, if you hadn't sinned, you wouldn't be in such a mess. I'm so thankful Job knew God. <laughs> I'm so glad he knew God. My question to you, do you know God? Last of all, we live our life. James 4.14 says our life is as a vapor. I mean, hey, it's here one moment, next moment it's gone. I see pots boiling on the stove and that steam rising. Hey, it's only there for a few seconds and it's gone. And our life only appears for a little while and it vanishes. Listen, you see, God knows uh, who you are. He knows who I am and he knows what we're going through right now. He knows where we are. Whether good, bad, sad, or glad, whichever way you are, even in uncertain times, God said, I love you. And Jesus basically said, listen, the word of God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. What about our life? The wind goes from the south and turneth back to the north, whirls around. I've told you every time I see a whirlwind, that's God. Bible said he is in the whirlwind. So when you see a whirlwind, that's God passing by. Don't let him pass by without you. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for your love, for your grace, and your mercy. Thank you for a time to center our attention around your word. And Lord, uh, we know the sun is out. We know it's hot. And Lord, we, we expect and know that winter, fall and winter is coming. Unless you soon come, things are going to continue to go and to come. One generation comes and one generation passes away. Father, I pray that you'd help us to look to you for guidance. Lord, I pray right now, if there's any person in this room that's never been saved, God, please touch their heart. Help them just to simply pray, Lord, Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Save my soul. Lord, please, Jesus, touch hearts and lives. Um, Lord, we give it to you. I thank you for the privilege to be in your house today. And I thank you for all of our guests. Lord, just uh, be with them in a special way. We thank you for little Grady today, Lord, who set an example to follow Jesus in baptism. Thank you for that. Lord, I pray that you'd bless now this time of invitation, and we'll thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.